0: Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
1: Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at This is episode 170. And this is going to be a very interesting episode, as opposed to the other 169 episodes we put yeah. together because we have Heath <laughs> and Noah from the Scathing Atheist who are going to be joining us for a movie review at the end of the show of the movie Noah. So we didn't actually review Noah himself. No, no. But the movie. Yeah. Noah. Yeah. Ugh. So let's let there be no confusion. Ugh. It was really spoiler. I loved it. Oh. Fucking 10 out of 10. God would damn. gouge eyes out again?
0: God damn! I watched that movie today. is fucking terrible. It's, so.
1: I don't give spoiler, it away, Cecil. Spoiler alert! Wow, I hate it. Unbelievable! <laughs> I can't believe you would say that. Now they will be not surprised. Yeah, okay, it's yeah. really fucking bad. But I think yeah. we do a good job of turning into it. So yeah, uh, the first story we want to cover um, comes from the uh, New York Daily Times. Oklahoma teen accused of molesting Kenyan orphans claims a demon made him do it. I'm powerless over what Luke wants. So evidently, the Luke shares a name with one of the writers of the Gospel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know isn't that weird. That's so strange. Um, you know, this is a terrible, terrible story. Obviously, but you know, you have to take some comfort in that at least he was abusing Kenyan orphans, <laughs> allegedly. Alle- oh, sorry, Alleged allegedly Kenyan orphans. Well, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> No no cuz he cops to it. <laughs> no no,
0: hold on now. He copped to it, but the his lawyer is saying that he was under duress and held for days before he actually like they he actually signed the confession. So it may be, and I'm not saying that it is. He may have you know been uh coerced sure. to sign this. Now, if you look down and you see his fucking text though that he sent out before that happened um I don't know. <laughs>
1: like, I don't know, dude. It's pretty okay. tough.
0: Like why don't you read you read his part and I'll read
1: mine. I'll read the other part. Um uh, How can I not hate this thing inside of me? It takes me at night and I'm powerless over what Luke wants. Yes. I named him. I know how crazy that is. He <laughs> whispers in my ear all day and is so hard to resist. <laughs>
0: Laugh at him. He has no power. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. (laughs) Whatever he tells
1: you, speak the
0: opposite out loud. (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean?
1: I'd like a Fanta. Nobody wants Fanta. (laughs) That's so stupid. Literally, he takes me at night, and there's nothing I can do to stop him. I'm asleep. What can I do? Wait, if you're asleep, what does that mean? You honestly have no idea. I don't. I prayed so much, but every night (laughs) Luke gets what Luke wants. Dun, dun, dun.
0: IDK, dude. (laughs) 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 I just know if we could actually see Satan, he would be so small and we wouldn't want to give him a second thought. Just get on your knees every night and cry out to God. Wait, what? We know that he doesn't stop praying
1: over us as that's where it ends. So <laughs> it ends kind of on a cliffhanger there. Don't you think that he's really talking about his penis? That Luke is his penis. I know. I must, he just named must him be. he just named his penis yeah. Luke. Well, and the other guy's h- like, look, you got a small penis, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's just like, tell him just whatever he says, just do the opposite. Like, what are you fucking for? You know, like it's just like like, go to bed. I'm not going to bed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, dude. As if, as if, as if Satan wouldn't figure that out at some point. Satan's like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kill your parents. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! Now I have to kill my parents. You win this one, (laughs) Satan.
0: (laughs) I mean, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a horrible story if it's true. Um, And if it if it actually happened, the guy um, it's funny because it's like he faces life in prison up to 10 Kenyan orphans. Wow. Life in prison,
1: man. I got to tell you, though, like you fucking have sex with a bunch of fucking orphan kids in Kenya. And at least they do the punishment side of it in a way that makes them, you know, like here it's like you fuck a bunch of orphans. And what do you get? Like you get like a nice summer home to retire in the Catholic Church. Yeah, like that's what you get. Like they're like, oh hey, no, stop you, doing that.
0: What you get is you get a government contract to medically experiment on them, that's right? What you that's get. It. Yeah.
1: Michelle
0: Michelle Bachman.
1: <laughs> You're gonna call her Michelle Bachman again, was? weren't you? I was. I was gonna call her Michelle Bachman. <laughs> I can't stop myself.
0: Oh, just call her Luke from now. On. <laughs> just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have to say too, like one of the best things about this article is there is a click-a- clickable clickable. Fucking advertisement to join the team and go to Kenya and be a missionary on my Whoa. page for Upendo International. Really? Is your does yours have the same thing? Yeah, three quarters like a, of the way down. That's yeah. a fucking like it's like, hey, I can fuck a Kenyan orphan. Click. Oh,
0: Jesus, man. <laughs> That's yeah, fucking awful. I awful. You know, and the thing is, is like, uh, there are people doing good works over there. You oh, know what for I mean? Sure. Like, so clearly, clearly, you know, there's people doing good works. It's just that, you know the problem of course uh, when you insert someone of authority into that situation you know we talked about this before the problem is is when you insert someone of authority into that situation they can use that power to manipulate others to get um you know to to play out some of their sexual desires it happens in the Catholic Church it happens in other kinds of churches you know maybe this is just somebody being crazy I don't know I mean clearly there's a lot going on in this story that you know is left to you know the imagination here but it's never a good idea to give that power away, and just be like, "Oh well." And and also, you know, we've talked about this in the past too. That they're sort of saying, "Well, we know that you like God, so you're okay. So no matter, you know, no matter what, we're not, you know, there's no back. The background check is, do you have a cross on? Yeah, and that's the problem, right?
1: You know, and, and that's and that's super. I mean, that's that's true. Like because you you have to think in most other circumstances, if you're gonna spend a lot of time around. You know, kids, um, you get background checked up the wazoo. I mean, like if you want to be a fucking softball coach, you know, you get background checked like up one side and down the other. But if you're going to go overseas with a church and be a missionary, you know, a lot of these organizations, some some I'm sure do, but many of these organizations they don't do the same kind of due diligence to make sure that the people that they're sending over there um, are really, you know, emotionally and psychologically equipped to do the work and to do a good job. And, you know, they don't have a fucking history of, you know, violence or whatever. You know, one thing too, about this story, and again, whether, whether it's true or not, the the point I guess is that we've seen so many stories, which are so similar to this, that it just, it doesn't even give you pause at some point. Um, and this idea that you can just like blame a demon, like, ah, demon did it. It wasn't me. It was a demon. Like, I'll just decide that I'm. I'm fucking not yeah. really responsible. Yeah, it was I a demon that did it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. That's some ridiculous shit, man.
2: It's like it's always been the little women that caught the vision of giving, beginning with Jesus Himself. Out of their private means, some of you little precious ones have that little grocery money. Some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight. The blessings of God on your family by giving it to God and speaking that. Say it, God. This is for blessings on my
1: family. This story comes from CNN. Uh, The lavish homes of American archbishops. This uh, this story is basically like uh, MTV cribs for bishops. Like he's like walks into the fucking bedroom. (laughs) He's like, this is where no magic happens. No magic. <laughs> Actually, if all. God owns it, magic happens everywhere. <laughs> magic happens yeah. everywhere you look. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, being an archbishop is a fucking deal, yo. Yeah, dude, you get some pimp ass places. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God <laughs> you damn, want. you see some of the furniture? Like, because well, basically, what this story is is like very little text and mostly pictures with this amazing, of amazing fucking like out in the middle like in the Chicago. I know where the one in Chicago is. The Cardinal uh Francis George's place. I drive I've driven by there on my bike a couple times and it's fucking a maze balls. Like you drive by <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. It's huge. And he lives in this fucking like gilded mansion in the in the ritziest part of Chicago. Like a place where you know is you know it's st- huge tree lined streets and you know million dollar homes on the same block it's it's and in the mansion they say in here is 14.3 million is how much it costs and, and it's in that gold coast and it's just amazing like you scroll down and you just see how much money each one of these things costs. and you know at first i was like yeah but you know what's the upkeep on something like that i'm thinking well at least they don't have to pay taxes on it yeah you know no so kidding. so clearly you know i guess the upkeep maybe isn't as bad as you would think but still this goes this harkens back to remember we were talking a um, to Dale uh, from the Foundation Beyond Belief. And we were talking about the overhead costs that go into your donations. We talk about, you know, you're trying to do good works, you're trying to fund, you know, fucking trips to Kenya so people can diddle little kids and stuff. And you're like, okay, so I want to give them some money. Where does the money go? And, you know, this is where your money goes. You're, now, now they're not buying a $14 million estate, they already own it. But, you know, they've got to maintain it. They have to have, you know, all this groundskeeping and all this other stuff that has to go into maintaining that place. And then it's not. It's also furnished really well and all that stuff. And these people
1: live pretty high on the hog. Yeah, man. And like just just using it, the one in Chicago is the example. That fucking guy's got three nuns who care for the Cardinal. He's got three. He basically has fucking three nun slaves in his fucking fifty eight hundred square foot house. That's that's it like the fucking mansion has 19 chimneys. Like at some point you're like how many chimneys? Baker's doesn't know. Fuck it. Give me another half dozen <laughs> chimneys. Give me more, more chimneys. Give me oh. More chimneys. Like it's just like yeah. if this is not And, you know the thing is and like the weird thing is, is they hook up to
0: all one fireplace that's just one which is enormous really fireplace. Which is what that what God did when he hooked up all those he hooked up all those horns to all the different heads. There's like you know multiple there's
1: not there's there's, there's less chimneys than there, are, there fireplaces. are fireplaces but like you know the thing is like every dollar that you give them you know they they already have 14.3 million dollars right here like every to, every house like this that they have that they right. don't liquidate right. is money that you're giving them for fucking no reason like you're subsidizing even though like let's say the upkeep costs were 0 dollars it would still be immoral for them to keep this and pretend that they're an organization whose primary focus is on doing good work. There's no way that your primary focus is on doing good work when you have a $14.3 million asset that you're not liquidating in order to put toward good work. You want to tell me, like, the guy can't find a decent place to live for two hundred grand? Like, I'm not saying the guy has to live in fucking squalor, but, like... That would be a savings of $14.1 million (laughs) that I don't have, that doesn't have to come out of my tithing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we need money. Well, why do you need money? I don't know. Maybe because we have many, many millions of dollars tied up in real estate for no reason. Right. Look at the guy in fucking Miami or whatever. He's got a fucking tiki hut and a pool. Like, at what point are you like, God wants me to have a fucking tiki hut, yo? (laughs) I'll tell you, that pool is awesome, isn't it? It's amazing. It's
0: great, you know, and, and you know, waterfront property down there is fucking, you know, ridiculously expensive. Oh fuck yeah! And uh, some of these other places, there's one in um, that's in St. Louis, that's beautiful. It's a big graystone building. Oh, yeah. There's another one down in uh, in Baltimore that this huge goddamn building. You know, the one in uh, the one in San Antonio really isn't all that. It was like okay, well, it's just a five thousand square foot. The other ones are like. You know, well, five thousand is still pretty big, but it's it's not as big as you know the the one in Chicago that's on fucking one point seven acres in
1: Chicago. I know, I know, man, that's so much space in the fucking Gold Coast. Are you goddamn kidding me? And they all have fucking like not all of them, but many of these have nuns that live in the property and fucking cook and clean for the guy. I'm sorry, but if that's not a fucking slave worker, if that's like. You like like can you imagine like you're a nun you're like I want to devote my life to Christ I want to I'm going to give up any hope at a at a normal uh, life in order to live this godly life I'm fucking throwing away my sexuality and your fucking job is to fucking cook and clean for a fucking rich old man.
0: Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Fuck you. Like what fucking curb stomp is that to your career as a fucking nun? Like, oh yeah. I want to fucking give up everything and be a fucking second-class citizen within a realm of second-class citizens. Oh, wow. great. Yeah, awesome. So your job is fucking scullery made because it's the past. It's the past.
3: <laughs> I do believe that atheists are parasites in the sense they're benefiting from everything that religious culture is built in America, but they're doing nothing to add energy into the system. This story
1: comes from the Huffington Post. Um Christian radio host hopes Ebola will solve America's problems of atheism and homosexuality. We got it. We just we just we just got to play it. We just got we just have to. This is uh, let me find this. This
0: is Rick Wiles from the Rick Wiles show. Um, and uh, he's crazy
1: as always. Here we go.
4: You know, this Ebola epidemic could become a global pandemic.
1: And that's another name for plague. It may be the
3: great attitude adjustment that I believe is coming Ebola could solve America's problems with atheism homosexuality
1: <laughs> sexual promiscuity pornography and abortion if Ebola becomes a global plague you better make sure the blood of Jesus
3: is upon you
0: wait if Ebola becomes a plague don't you want to keep blood off of I you? know I was gonna say
1: like <laughs> it's spread my blood. I want the hazmat
0: suit of Jesus. No yeah, That's like, what like, I want. Yeah, look, Jesus. I mean, I don't I don't mind if you spread it on this rubber coating that is right. around me. But on the skin, I don't think so. I want
1: the fucking three mil polycarbonate yeah. window of Jesus. That's what I want. <laughs> exactly. I don't it, right? want the fucking blood of blood. You can keep your fucking blood when you yeah. have a hemorrhagic fever yeah. epidemic. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's awesome that you said that. That's great. There's a few more seconds. You better make sure you've been marked by the angels so that you're protected by God. If not, you may be a candidate to meet the Grim Reaper. (laughs) The Grim Reaper? What are you talking about? You might be a candidate to meet the Grim Reaper, and he won't offer you a drink. He's a
2: rude host. (laughs) (laughs) Do you
1: think this guy really
0: thinks there's such a thing as a grim reaper? I don't,
1: I, yes, I do. <laughs> I do. Dude, I just fucking do. I think I think this is a guy who believes in shit like the pearly gates. This is a guy who believes that angels fucking mark people for fucking good and bad. He's a fucking naughty or nice list guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like fucking oh, oh, Ebola oh. comes down and you got to get fucking marked by an angel. What, what are you talking about? How do you get on that list? Like, does it suck if you're, like, on the do not call list and the angel's like, uh, we got Jim Clark, mm, do not call, mm, fuck sorry. it. He doesn't get on the list.
0: Sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, what are the problems with, I mean, first off, what does Ebola solve, the problems of Ebola? It's like it solves the problem of atheism and homosexuality. How? I mean, Ebola is not spread in a way that is, like. Oh, you read a book, so you now you get a <laughs> know, know I mean? right? Like, it's like, not like oh yeah, you know, you listen to fucking uh uh hitchens on audiobook and now you get a It's like, you know, fucking <laughs> you 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 touch somebody's blood sweat or you know, you fucking you got some mucus membrane on you somehow, right? Okay, right. well that's a way to transfer, transmit it. But anything else I mean, I guess what he's saying is is that if it gets scary enough, If it gets fucking, if enough fucking human beings die under the fucking wheel of this fucking disease, this it becomes a pandemic and travels all across the world, and fucking people are dying in the streets, and it's fucking goddamn walking dead out there. Then people will finally say, "Oh fuck, we fucked up. We shouldn't have been atheists and homos because goddamn it, God's coming for us." I guess that's what he's saying.
1: I think it is. I think he's. I I think this is a. uh no atheists in in pandemic foxholes argument, Yeah, right? pandemic foxholes. Like I'll, like like you're just like, ah, uh, cuz like that's the idea, right? Yeah. Is that everybody's an atheist when, un, until the chips are down and then yeah. everybody, and then the fucking atheist gets scared just like everybody else. And when you're a chicken shit, you'll be, you know, more likely to to beg for God's mercy. That's the that's the atheist in a foxhole argument in, in yeah. a nutshell, right? So the the idea is exactly what you said. Like it's all of a sudden shit goes tits up and and the atheists are like, Oh, now I believe in God, but it's like, well, now if I believe in God, I'd be like, Well, God, could you stop fucking killing people with Ebola, please? Yeah. That's fucking rude, man. (laughs) And totally unnecessary. God's coming for you, but very slowly and preventably. What
0: does it make any sense? only you can prevent God spreading from I know, people it's to some like
1: people. You got have like yeah. an animated, like cartoon character. Yeah, it's like only fucking, you can prevent Ebola fires. Like, wait, like, that's not. It's
0: funny. like fucking Bill the Ebola eel or something like that.
1: <laughs> He's all slimy and mucusy, it's and like, like kids in like go to like a PSA. He's like, I yeah. want to play with that slimy eel. Oh no, I have Ebola. <laughs> Mucus membranes, Timmy. Mucus membranes. Oh man. <laughs>
0: I mean, if, let's, say, let's say fucking you're right, Rick Wiles. Let's say there is a God, and let's say this God is so fucking dumb that what he's going to do is he's going to be like, well, I can't communicate with them in any other way. I've got to go out of my way to fucking kill a bunch of them so that they wake up and pay attention to me instead of just, like, doing something else, like being like, I'll write in the sky, you know, in the stars, like rearrange the stars so that they say,
1: read your Bible. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like, like virtually anything. Like virtually anything would actually be a better solution because, like, all the people that died, like, they're the warning sign. But for them, there's no warning. Yeah, exactly. It's like we kill like God's like, well, I'm gonna kill like a third of the population. You're like, well, that's only gonna potentially convince two thirds of the population.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the other ones are the other ones are in hell. Like, what the fuck? They're just like great. Fucking fucking told them, you douche. It's like firebombing, like, two neighbors.
2: You know? I know, <laughs> like, right? you got the like, firebomb
0: in your hand. And you're like, oh, fuck, two houses are in fire. But the other two people that burned up, like, what the fuck,
1: man? Because doesn't that warning. suggest, like, that you were the focus of God's attention? But it's like, well, I'm perfectly reasonable. Like, God could yeah. just be like, God could just fucking appear in my house and be like, hey, man. Turns out I'm real. I'd be like, really? Let's chat. And then we fucking sit down and chat. And he shows me some fucking magic tricks. And he takes <laughs> me like forward and backward in time. And I'm just like, fuck, man, you really seem like God. Like we're good. We fucking fist bump it out, and we're
0: done. God like, is amazing at the cup and balls too. <laughs> I mean, you just can't pick it. No matter what you do, it's like two card, three card money. He's fucking amazing uh, at it.
1: Like he doesn't have to fucking beat up my neighbor. <laughs> he's fucking I awesome. He him. was like, he's got like my neighbor's fucking face, and he's like on top of him, and he's like. <laughs> do you believe in me now, motherfucker? It's <laughs> like, dude, there's no reason to do that to Craig. <laughs> like, yeah. He didn't have anything to do with this at all. And now he's got a bowl of bitch. <laughs> so this story comes from the raw story Pastor John Hagee. God thinks nasty welfare recipients should get a job or starve. I I don't don't think that's in the Bible. It's what
0: God thinks. Well, let's uh, hold on now. Pastor John Hagee is a um, a conduit for the Lord. And so here's what the Lord has to say about it. This is from uh, Hagee's, I don't know, fucking his fucking cornerstone church. He did a sermon and this is from that.
3: America has a dependent state. Listen to this. America has a dependent state the size of Spain living on our welfare. Think about that. We have a division in our country that cannot long endure. Those who pay double through taxes and those who get a free ride. This is not justice, and this is not the American way, and this is not how we became great. We became great by every American getting off his duff, getting himself a job, and making his life a thing of beauty based on his own efforts.
0: Okay, so trade with them. I know, right? Trade with them, dude. No, I mean, if it's fucking that easy, if it's that easy to live on welfare, then fucking trade with them. Have them come up and read from your little stupid notebook and sit in your giant fucking plush leather chair surrounded by fucking fauna and or flora. Pardon me. It's not fun. It's not (laughs) fucking animals. It would be better, though, if it was surrounded by animals. But uh, he's surrounded by fucking lush green fucking fake plants and drink your coffee and have your little tiny fucking microphone next to them and do what you do. And you go sit on this on the side of the street and you get you collect your disability or whatever it is you're collecting and live on the street. So go ahead and do that and see how you like it.
3: To those of you who are sick, to those of you who are elderly, to those of you who are disabled, we gladly support you. To them. To the healthy who can't work but won't work, get your nasty self off the couch and go get a job.
0: Yeah, because no matter what, Tom, if you have the intent to get a job, you'll find one.
1: Yeah, that's that's how I mean, we all know that that's how uh, the current job situation is in America, that anybody who wants a job can just go get a job and you can get a good job. So you can go and not only can you get a job, but you can get a job that actually supports you and your family. <laughs> Everybody knows that. The right. only people who don't know that are the fucking tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of fucking people unemployed or underemployed across the country. I mean, right. they're the ones, but it's, it's because they're fucking lazy, yeah. nasty, disgusting people. We know, I mean, it's yeah. right there in the Bible. It is. When it Jesus is. talks about America.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, fucking, he like kicks a poor person in the neck. He's just like, <laughs> fuck you, poor person. All right, so there's more. America has rewarded
3: laziness, and we've called it welfare. The Bible says the man that does not work should not eat. I know the liberals hate that verse, but read it and weep.
0: It's God's position. It's God's position. Okay. That like, uh, first off, who is that? Like, where, where are those people? Right. Like, are they are? Is that the fucking majority? Because that's what he's saying, right? right. He's, I mean, he's he's splitting people up into three different groups, right? He's saying there's a there's a group that can't do anything, and we're okay with those people. Um, there's a group that's elderly. We're okay with them too because you know they they're, they've they've paid their dues. And then there's a final group of people who are perfectly capable of getting jobs, but they won't get their ass up off the couch. That's the third group. There's there's no other group. There's no group of people that are like working poor that, like, work at fucking Walmart but don't have fucking, like, good health insurance and have to, like, and don't get paid very well and don't get, like, time off and don't have... And they fucking are well getting paid well under what they should be for a living wage. Those people who have to go onto welfare to get fucking food stamps, well, those people, they're just too fucking
1: lazy and they need to go out and get another Walmart job? Yeah, well, that'll solve the problem. Look, if all you have to do is work... You know, 16 to 20 hours a day so that you can barely scrape by without benefits. You know, I mean, and if you're too fucking lazy to work 16 to 20 hours a day for fucking minimum or near minimum wage with no benefits, you know, probably doing some kind of shithead manual labor that sucks and drains the fucking life and soul out of you, if if you're too lazy to have two jobs, then why should anybody help you? Why should... Because that's how you build. See, so you don't... You don't understand anything. That's how you build a stronger economy, is by letting people flounder. That's how. That's how that works. The best way to build a strong economy and to and and to have the kind of society that everybody wants to live in is to make sure that we look down our noses at people who are in need.
5: That's how. That's (laughs) what. I mean. Isn't
1: isn't that the fundamental message of the New Testament too? It's a good thing the Bible only says one thing about the poor.
0: <laughs> I like this. I'm going to read. This is uh, from uh, Tom Biagini. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Whatever his name is, he's from uh, from the raw story. I'm going to read the last line. He says the video does not show Hagee reading Matthew twenty five thirty five, where uh, occasionally employed itinerant carpenter Jesus Christ reportedly said for i was hungry and you gave me food i was thirsty and you gave me drink i was a stranger and you welcomed me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know this is this is the this is the right wing lie and i'm not going to say that there aren't people on welfare that aren't cheating the system of course there are people on sure. welfare that are cheating the system But that's not a majority. It's not all the people on welfare. And to fucking throw the baby out with the bathwater is stupid. I mean, it's just fucking pig-headed stupidity from a privileged standpoint. You're just like, fucking, I can basically fucking get on the fucking, like, lean my ass out of my window and shit on the poor if I want to, because I'm not fucking poor. There's plenty of working poor in this country that aren't making any kind of real funds uh, because they're just not making enough money. Because the corporations are pocketing them all the profits, and nothing is going to the to the workers. And now. I don't want to get your fucking mail where you're like, I right, fucking you socialist motherfuckers or whatever. It's like, no, I, I'm fucking fine with the profit system. Okay? I'm totally fine with the profit system. I just like to make sure that people get a fucking living goddamn wage. You
1: want answers? I think I'm entitled. To- you want answers I want the truth. You can't
2: handle the truth.
1: So this next story comes from right wing watch. Uh, David Barton. Pro choice candidates will take away your property and your guns. It's credible. He's a credible what? guy. David Barton is still credible, right?
0: No. Turns oh, out he's yeah, not. He was no. discredited,
1: Tom. But That's he was the, on Wall Builders Live, Cecil. That the Wall Builders.
0: Wall Builders. Know, just, yeah. Is that is that, that is that Marky Wahlberg's burger thing? Is that what that <laughs> it's is? Wall
1: burgers. Or, okay, it's close. That's, All right. Close. Yeah, it's pretty good though. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm gonna play. It's like two minutes long. We're gonna break it up. But here's David Barton talking about um pro-choice candidates and guns on Wall Builders Live.
5: How, how, do you, how do you do that in our legislative system today, and how do we as citizens make
4: sure that our representatives understand this, and, and how do we judge them and when we go vote based on this concept of natural law? You know, one of the easiest ways to tell about natural law is to ask them where they are on abortion. Because they do not respect the inalienable right to life, they do not respect any other inalienable right, including the right to family, the right to self-defense, the right to. Uh, th- there's, as I mentioned, the founding fathers had about two dozen natural rights that they put.
1: Did they have a natural right against abortion? Did they write that in? Oh, it was in there. You know, they had they had about two dozen natural rights. The founding fathers did. They evidently didn't think fucking fourteen of them were very important, though. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the right of expatriation we probably don't have a clue what that means today jefferson franklin adams all talked about the right of expatriation you have the right of profit making they identified that as a natural right
1: wait profit how do you spell profit i think i think either way is sufficient for david it's, barton it's
4: fine uh, you have all sorts of rights and the founders made really clear sam adams and james wilson others that if you don't respect the right to life first, you won't respect the other li- rights. That is the first of rights. So if you don't respect the right to life, you don't respect property, you won't respect, um, you won't respect protecting income, you'll think that you ought to tax people more rather than to protect their income, you'll take it from them. You won't protect their property, you won't protect their religious liberties, you won't protect the right of self-defense, you'll try to take the self-defense away from them. It, it all goes back to that's the easiest answer I can give. If they are wrong on the issue of abortion, they do not understand inalienable rights. They do not understand natural rights. By the way, there's a natural right for you. More than 10 million species in nature, not a single species in nature, kills its young while it's still in the womb. That's a violation of all natural process, all natural rights. I don't need a religion to tell me that. There is nothing in natural law that kills its young while it's still in the womb.
1: Okay, wait, 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 wait. Sharks wait, do. Wait. Just saying, <laughs> sharks fucking – yeah, sharks do. Some Some sharks – it fucking I mean the the mother shark obviously doesn't do it but in some sharks they fucking if they one of the eggs hatches first it fucking eats the other sharks or the other eggs so it's oh, like, yeah. all right that's one example that yeah. is counter and i'm just some fucking dude who watches the fucking discovery channel <laughs> during shark week right? <laughs> like i'm a guy with access to shark
0: week yeah and you fucking, yeah well and then you know there's there's all kinds of I mean, what about the, isn't there like a cuckoo or whatever that like goes around and like plants its eggs in the nest of the other birds and then that, that, that egg hatches first and then throws the other eggs out and then tricks the mom or whatever of that bird to like feed it or something. Isn't that a yeah, thing? And then
1: they're like, they grow so big, like the fucking mother bird, like runs itself to exhaustion and
0: dies because <laughs> it's
1: like three <laughs> times the size of the fucking yeah. regular bird. Like, yeah. It's it's fucking ridiculous. You know, it's like nature would fucking abort kids all day.
0: Yeah, no what we should do though I think is I think that, you know, now that I think about it, we should have the cuckoo system. That's how we should run abortions is we should have the cuckoo so where we basically make young mothers who don't want to have children run until they die. That's,
1: so just that's just go. Yeah, just <laughs> And actually, just and it's not even like run for any meaningful, fruitful no, labor. No, it's no, literally no. just literally run. Literally run until you yeah, die. Just and I
0: actually, I think you get more Christians on board.
1: <laughs> <then>. <laughs> probably would. That's so fucking crazy. Like the founding fathers had fucking two dozen rights and they had these rights and those rights. Like, well, the only ones they felt necessary to fucking uh, put part of our fucking nation building were the fucking Bill of Rights. Yeah. So even if you were, you know, getting down on the fucking founding father fellatio, you know, you you would still only pay attention to the ones they fucking wrote down, not like their fucking ancillary personal writing.
0: <laughs> There's still a minute left of this. So let's see if he says anything else.
4: So that's the easiest thing I can point to. I don't care whether they're running for dog catcher or president of the United States. You ask them where they are on, on abortion, and, and by the way, wait. What,
0: how, if a dog catcher, what do you, why would you even ask that question of a dog catcher? <laughs> would you be like, you're running for dog catcher? What's your stance on abortion? Well, I'll have no meaningful pull in <laughs> that know, area. Like, <laughs> so I guess it's like you're asking the sheriff. You're yeah. like, okay, so you're running for you're running for sheriff. Um, where do you stand on abortion? Well, I'm not actually going to be enforcing any abortions whatsoever. It's like so ask the dog to catcher, me. where
1: do you stand on abortion? Well, I guess if the bitch wants one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> when the dog catcher says, wait a minute, I'm running for dog catcher. It has nothing to do with abortion. You say, yeah, that's true, but that will tell me your entire philosophy of government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. He's got, a, he's got an answer for us. And by the way, you may not stay dog catcher. You might run for school board or city council. You might run for mayor or state representative. You might run for governor and it's a whole lot easier to knock you off as a dog catcher than it is to knock you off as a governor.
0: Yeah, and I can't ask you any questions when you run as the mayor. (laughs) It's so like if you're a dog catcher, if you're the incumbent dog catcher, you totally got the mayor's job (laughs) wrapped up. That's how it
1: works. (laughs) You know, it's actually, that that was exactly how, uh, you know, Obama's path to power. It was 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 dog catcher, then senator, because he stopped and, you know, he's fucking lazy.
0: No, you're forgetting community organizer. All right. And terrorists, you're forgetting terrorists. And terrorists. Yeah, well, that's where we tough. learned the fish jab. Yeah. So yeah. So he's a weather weather underground terrorist. Right. Right. Then community organizer, dog catcher, Illinois senator,
1: and president.
2: That's <laughs> so- it. That's how it's you do like, it, man. It's like fucking It's like
1: connect the dots. It's pretty amazing. Everybody knows that that's the fucking yeah. secret Freemasons path to Illuminati power. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know that, then right. you don't know anything, and they're taking your guns right now. Yeah, that's probably because probably he's a devil worshiper.
4: Yeah. That's <laughs> and so you ask that question of anybody that runs for office, where are you? I'm on the school board. I have nothing to do with abortion. Yeah, but it tells me your whole philosophy of government. Tells me you don't believe in absolute rights and wrongs. It tells me you don't believe in protecting the inalienable rights of the people. It t- tells me you don't believe in limited government. That you want government to replace natural rights. I mean, you get everything from that one question. And that's the best way to find out.
1: Follow the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because I literally had nothing to say. I was just like, <laughs> i was sitting here like, that makes so little sense. I can't. Oh my gosh! I don't even know where to go. <laughs> Like I, I can't so even fucking awesome. turn left fast enough. Like, I don't uh, know what to do with this information. It's so awesome because he's just like, no, I'm telling you,
0: ask a really inappropriate question. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you need to ask the most inappropriate question. And when they say it doesn't matter, that means don't vote for them.
1: Right. That's exactly right. You know, it's like, and when they when they try to tell you, like, this is not even remotely relevant to my job, you can say, but it tells me everything about your philosophy of government. Like, just fucking ask me about my philosophy of government. It may be a little more nuanced. Yeah. And, and
0: the idea, too, is, is that, you know, doesn't this really say something about th- his philosophy of government in any in more than anything else? I mean, it's basically saying that, you know, I am one million percent rigid and I would never you know, th- it's basically saying that there's no wiggle room
1: ever in my thought.
0: Well, and and that's what he says. Like
1: I believe in absolute right and and, absolute wrong.
0: Okay, well then you're an idiot. Yeah, because there's always wiggle room. (laughs) There's like a, it's always there's always some way, at least for me to you know be pushed and prodded, and you know situations come up where you know something may or may not be the right cause. You know just to say. In this in any situation, this is the one hundred percent thing is like, whoa,
1: wait a minute. Right? Because one of the things that in all the in all the debates that I listen to, like, one of the things that almost always comes up is you you cannot have um, morals, unless you have God, right? Because 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 absolute right and wrong come from God, like sure. And sure. you and and God doesn't lay down contextual laws of right and wrong. God lays down absolute right, laws of right and wrong. So if you believe if you're if you're starting your worldview from a standpoint where a supreme being has told us what's right and what's wrong, and there is no context of value, and there is no Uh, gray in any situation, that everything is really very black and white. And it's black and white because God is the one who commanded these absolutes, these moral absolutes. If you throw away moral absolutes, don't you have to kind of look askance and be like, oh man, if I throw away the moral absolutes and the moral absolutes come from God, then what does that say about my real belief in God? I think it calls that shit into question. Whether it does it directly or indirectly is certainly going to be a cause for discomfort intellectually for these folks.
0: So we're joined by Heath Enright and No Illusions from the scathing atheist. We thought we would do a little movie movie review of Noah, the uh, Russell Crowe vehicle that uh, that floated into box offices last year, and uh, and we all sat down and watched it very recently. Tom, uh, as he mentioned on last week's show. Uh, Watched it the day of his vasectomy or the day after his vasectomy, which, um, <laughs> which is probably probably the best way, best time to do it, because then you just forget about all the pain on screen. Uh, yeah,
1: there there was so, no amount of narcotics that could have made that movie. <laughs> Believe me, I uh, tried. less painful. Actually, you know, I was, I was actually hoping somebody would fish back through my fucking genitals with a goddamn fish hook. Rather than watch fucking Noah again. I mean, he's
0: jammed a hot coat hanger. Somebody turn this off and reverse the
1: process twice (laughs) or three times
2: (laughs) so I can go back to sleep.
0: Normally, I would. Uh, go out of my way to give you a plot synopsis of the movie Noah, but um, right. if yeah. you're a human, you have heard the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, and then I love too. Well, not
2: this version of it, but yeah, yeah a version is, of There it. is
0: some. There's a few things in it that are that are different.
2: Not not this historically inaccurate yeah. version. <laughs> historically <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs>
0: I love that these people think that this movie is historically accurate. Like, it's like those, those assholes who stand outside, like, a Gettysburg movie and they're like talking about the fucking uniform, missed a button, like, perfectly, <laughs> you not- know?
1: Yeah, but it's like, at least Gettysburg is a place that is real yeah. and had people that happened. <laughs> right. You know, it's I like, say, there, there were soldiers with buttons there at
2: one point. <laughs> know, you know, yeah, it's like, exactly. Well, you can,
1: at least that's something you can be pedantic about. but
5: this is more like the guys coming out of the comic book movie saying well that's not you know Batman never got trained to be a ninja by fucking (laughs) yeah exactly so this is like complaining about the historical inaccuracies of a Batman movie
0: (laughs) there's a couple of changes in this movie um, one, there's rock angels in it. <laughs> to your future, which, I, and I don't mean, like, heavy metal angels, like, with long hair and, like, throwing up the horns. That would horns. be I'm fucking amazing
1: like, if, like, the yeah. battle scene, the rock angels, <laughs> like, rolled out. They're like, I want a rock, rock! And they just... <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't
5: have been any cheesier than that scene actually yeah, was, though. Yeah. I mean, as though you're not hamstringing your movie-making efforts enough when you say, you know what we need is rock monsters. <laughs> then they go and make... These goddamn rock lobster look, at they looked cheesy compared to the thing that rode the tricycle in Never Ending exactly Story. Like, in 1986, <laughs> we could have done better yeah. than this. And then, as if that's not bad enough, they give him all the inflection of Optimus Prime on
2: <laughs> Go Gobot Starscream in Genesis, not what I expected right off the bat. You learn oh, something man. new every time. Oh. Most important characters in the entire book are actually lava-encrusted Fallen angel fire <laughs> golems, <whatever. laughs> and, then, and then it turns out, historically, it was weird. They helped Kane's descendants lead an industrial revolution that caused plate tectonics, right. apparently, according I to know. the world map graphic they used. So, the whole thing's very educational right off the bat. It was good. Yeah, as soon as they pan in, it's fucking Pangea. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? What are you doing? Wait. Oh, it was so fucking weird, too. Like, could, could
5: we start with the fact that, like, at the beginning of this movie, you have about as much written exposition as there is in the right. Noah story Ugh. in the yeah. Bible.
1: My biggest pet peeve, man. Fucking terrible.
5: And and then and then the dialogue in it, you spent two hours listening to people talk about the plot. The soundtrack on it is like a moody 14-year-old kid with the keyboard set, the ambiance. <laughs> everything about it. And look, I'm usually a big Aronofsky fan. I'm a huge fan of this guy's work, generally speaking. I was amazed that he had a movie this <sighs> shitty in him.
1: I really, I man, I, I'm glad you say that because I have been in Impressed by every movie that I've seen. All the, uh, so I I thought Pie, Requiem, uh, Fountain had redeeming qualities. Black Swan, I thought was very good. This thing was so far, like, this thing was just, uh, I mean, it was a goddamned abomination. And when you talk about exposition, like, that's the worst thing you can do to a movie is be like, and now we'll do a voiceover where we tell you about the movie. Right. (laughs) Really? Really? Because well, but even when they didn't have to, you know,
5: like because we, we were talking about the uh, the sequence where the rock monsters are killing all the people when they're trying to get on the boat, whatever. And as this is happening, spoiler alert: this movie sucks. <laughs> the The rock monsters are getting killed, and and their light angelness is escaping to heaven. And as if that is not. Blatantly fucking obvious. He actually has one of the rock monsters say they're being brought up to the creator yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever. It's like we have to be told slip the rant under my that door. that's what's Thanks. going on. In addition to this, right. when the
1: beings of pure light are shooting up into the heavens, yeah. right. like it, like as if as if they fucking screen tested that and somebody's like, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Why, why is that? Their lightning going backward up into the clouds? That the I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> Man, we got to make this more obvious. You you uh, the, the whole time I was watching this too. I, and I I really want to get your thoughts on this guys. Like, who's the audience? Like, who is the intended audience right. for this movie? Cuz it's clearly not believers cuz it does not work for believers. It's not people no. that you want to convert to believe and it's clearly not anybody who has like any interest in the movie, yeah, the
2: fanboys don't
1: even want to see right. it. Yeah, they fucked it all up. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And
5: you know, I I had high hopes when I found out he was not going to be like sticking to the story, and that he was good because you know the, the the fucking Noah story is a pamphlet. You couldn't make a whole movie without getting creative. But every creative decision he made was stupid. There were so many like <laughs> ridiculous things being added that didn't need to be. Okay, like for example. When we first meet Ninja, I mean Noah, <laughs> who is apparently just as badass as fucking is, Maximus. Dude. It doesn't fucking matter what he movie is. this guy in. I was did. waiting
0: for and st- for him to scream. Are you not entertained? I was not. I mean, I really was. <laughs> <know. You're not. laughs>
5: <laughs> I was ready to say no, um, <laughs> and uh, but when we first meet him, he's he's like trying to rescue an injured dog, medillo. Yeah. <laughs> what the
2: fuck was that thing from the from the I Am Legend zombie yeah. shit, Right, yeah. and
5: then. He uses his magic fire rock to burn the. Like, like, we don't. The magic fire rock doesn't need to be there. There's no reason to step that far outside of reality because it doesn't serve any purpose later in the movie or anything. It was just this series of just stupid additions that had no. that didn't serve any function except to be stupid additions.
1: Well, well but, you know, that's funny that you say that, too, because, like, really, that kind of is the plot, right? The plot is just a series of. Of stupid additions, which are casually and carelessly strung together for no discernible reason. Most of <laughs> most of what happens serves no serves no purpose in terms of moving the story arc along. You know, it's, and, and even when they're like, "Yeah, and the fucking rock monsters taught them to be an industrial nation," you're like, "Okay, great." <laughs> so is there going to be something there? And it's like, "Yeah," and that made them all evil. Nope. And you're like, "Wait, wait, fucking why? Why?" I don't understand that at all. Like, well, it just made him evil. Look, black stuff spreading across a map. Like, it's like the evil Indiana That's Jones evil. map. Like, tickety, 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 tickety. Like, it just, <laughs> what the fuck? Why did it make him evil? And why would the angels who are now trying to help who fucked up before but now are mad at people? Like, it does, Like, no part of it made any sense. You're like, wait, the angels are good now, but before they made people right. bad. But maybe because the people were bad, but they gave him technology. But, like, Noah doesn't have technology, but sometimes he does. I don't know
5: right, well, you, you had no sense of when this was, you know, sometimes it was the 1500s, sometimes it's the Bronze Ages, sometimes it's some point in middle Earth's history. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had no sense of place, and you had no sense of this because they go out of this way out of their way with this huge, long, pointless exposition to set up this world that we spend no time in at all. You know, with, with the exception of Noah's one ill-fated trip to Evilville, we never actually see anything of this weird world that he's been, that he's created.
1: Yeah, well, it, because it doesn't matter because the world that they created makes so little sense that to spend any time in it would fucking make your head explode. You know, the, the whole <laughs> right. thing, too, it's like like the scene where they rescue the little girl. Like, OK, so in order for me to understand and believe the mythology that they're that they're putting forward. Right. So all of the people are the brethren, the 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 descendants of Cain. And so they're tainted and they're evil. And I don't know. Metal, so that's bad. So like, and the monsters taught him the wrong shit. But then they come across this injured little girl, and they save the injured little girl. I'm like, isn't the little girl evil? Isn't isn't oh, she right. a descendant of Cain? If she was, because she wasn't fucking part of Noah's clan, so she must have been part of right. their clan. So if she was part of their clan and they yeah. rescued her, didn't you rescue an evil person? And she turns out not to be evil. It's like, well then they weren't all evil. They're just raised by dicks. Oh, That's definitely an awkward
2: moment. It like, they're in that cave, you know. So so we're saving enough animals to start over. What happens to us, Dad? And they kind of all look at each other like, uh, well, Shem, uh, we all fuck well, your Shem. we're going
5: to gang fuck Hermione. Against God's
2: will, you're going to fuck your adopted sister. You know, the, the wounded eight-year-old hobo girl we picked up earlier. She's sitting right next to you in the cave right now, recovering from the hysterectomy, apparently, she just got. That's a plot point yeah. also. Right. Weird.
5: That didn't make any sense. Weird, movie. And could I just say, like, I'm so fucking sick of this cliche that every movie where there's ever a woman who can't have children, by the end of the goddamn movie, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so boring. Like, I'm, I'm so sick of every fucking movie reinforcing that, you know, women are baby factories and a woman's just not complete unless she can spit out children uh, motif. Not just because it's sexist, but because it's so goddamn obvious. Was anybody surprised when Hermione ended up pregnant later? No. no. It was impossible no. to be
1: surprised. My wife st- turns to me she's like, wait a minute. Well, how do they know she's barren? And I'm like, well, she had an injury on her stomach, so I guess in that world, that means you're barren. She's like, how would they fucking know? Yeah. And I'm like, right. I don't. I, maybe they fuck her every single day, and it's just fucking trial. <laughs> like, they're like they're like, at some point, like fucking trial and error. That bitch ain't getting pregnant. I don't know what to say. It's a pretty good sample <laughs> size. We got plenty of sample size.
2: If
0: they do, I kind of want to see the besi- behind the scenes footage. To be honest with you. <laughs>
5: Well, knowing what uh, what Darren Aronofsky has done in the past, yeah, you probably. I was about to just... say, right? I mean, um... you,
2: you guys have seen these movies the whole fucking time. I'm just waiting for Jennifer Connelly and Hermione to go ass to ass. It's an enormous yes. letdown. <laughs> <It's> an enormous <laughs> letdown. You've seen his other. You know, everybody's thinking. Yeah. I'm saying it. Well, then, okay. So yeah. if, we're, if
1: we're talking about the things that we're we're thinking but not saying, like, how do you avoid? How do you watch this movie and avoid like the fucking issue of incest? Like constantly, like. You're like, right. wait a minute. If it because he's like, if it's a girl, I'm gonna fucking kill it. And it's like, wait a minute, because if it's a girl, <laughs> we'll all be related to it. So it's a fucked up part. Isn't, right.
2: Doesn't the, the whole movie kind of revolve around that decision too? You know, like Hermione, she gets pregnant by Shem. Noah thinks he needs to murder the kid if it's a girl to carry out God's will for wiping out the human race. Actually, it turns out to be twin girls. Whatever. So, so in Noah's mind, there's no chance of him and his son, his sons not fucking. Those girls. Like, no! The, the solution in <laughs> the which the right. four remaining dudes in the world don't fuck their family member. That was off the table from the start. Infanticide yeah. plan A. Like, <laughs> well, what the heck? Wait. Like, <laughs> right.
5: Well, and this is all extra biblical because in the Bible, Noah does bring right. wives right. for his son. So at least we you know, we have like cousin fucking instead of direct like sister fucking. So like this was like, <laughs> you know, and, and for for those who, who who haven't seen the movie, first of all, good on you. But secondly, <laughs> There's a sequence in here where Ham, you know, Noah goes to Evilville, and he can't bring himself to bring any of these evil people with him. And so Ham goes off to find his own girlfriend. And by the way, Ham, note, the kind of girls that you meet at the bottom of Corpse, Ditches, those (laughs) are the (laughs) marrying type.
0: (laughs) Those are not not take-home-to-mom girls, that's for sure.
5: But yeah, don't take them (laughs) home to the Ark. I mean, but at any rate, so— Especially if they don't have but, a foot. But, but um, whatever you do, don't intentionally let him get trampled to death by an angry mob while their foot's in a bear trap. <laughs> like, did they think that we just didn't have enough reasons to dislike the fucking protagonist yeah. in this movie? That they're going to actually let him intentionally, or have him intentionally let a fucking girl get trampled to death? And then he tells his son what? You know, sorry I let your girlfriend get trampled to death and there's no more humans, but we have two unconscious sheep upstairs, yeah. so... Uh. <laughs> They're not going anywhere for a while. And speaking of which, I'm sorry we didn't bring this up yet, but why did all the fucking animals show up according to
0: subfile? I, I, I just did the exact same thing in my life. I'm like, it's amazing. They're coming in all like fucking all the reptiles are coming together, just how humans right. classified them. That's amazing.
5: Right, exactly. It's not even cladistic yeah, for fuck's no. sake.
0: I also like, too, that all the re- the birds all fly in. They put all the birds to sleep, then all the reptiles go in and they close the doors. I'm thinking, all those birds are gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, don't you know the thing? You can't sail across the river on the canoe now. You're fucked. Yeah, not- yeah That's Exactly. <laughs> it. You can't leave the cake with the fox. There's no way you can do it. <laughs> but luckily
5: they had the magic sleeping powder I, that, you know, affects everything except for the people wandering <laughs> through an enclosed <laughs> arc with magic sleeping right. powder. <laughs>
1: I love that. I love that because it's like, yeah, we're making all the animals fall asleep. It's like, you're an animal. (laughs) Why aren't you asleep? Oh, no, it doesn't work on me. I'm like, God loves me, but not a lot because I'll still let like really bad shit happen to me.
0: So you guys don't think that any of the departures from the story, because I read the story today after I watched the movie. So, I, 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 you know, full disclosure, I'm not a Bible reader. Um, I don't know if anybody ever heard that me say that before, but I've never really read the Bible, but I yeah, took the, some the time movie's and read
2: actually better than the book. Believe it or not. Yeah. It, that's rare. <laughs> the book that's is rare. very sparse. <laughs>
0: Admittedly, it's like five paragraphs long. The Noah story is right. Um, but uh, but I read it and there are some departures in this. Do you think and you think that the artistic license that that Aronofsky took really didn't help anything at all?
5: Well, I mean, you had to obviously you had to step way outside of that story. But like everything, like honestly, the idea of having the Nephilim, the the fallen angels and stuff as part of the story, they're in the Noah story. Have fun with that. But you have to make it this because like, the art department was clearly fucking them every chance they got. You know, the art uh, the the uh, the rock monsters look stupid. The ark was a fucking muddy box. That's exactly it. <laughs> You couldn't have. You couldn't have made a less inspiring art. And this is completely off subject, by the way. But the art direction. While we're, we're talking about the art direction, what was up with the My Little Pony color palette this movie had for the first fucking forty-five minutes? Am I the only one that noticed that? Everything's bright greens and bright yeah, reds and shit yeah. like that, and it com- in complete contrast to what's going on in the movie.
0: Yeah, I, you know, it, re- it, re- it reminded me of some of Aronofsky's other films, though. I was thinking of The Fountain. An- ancient
2: Israel is a lot mm-hmm. like Miami, though. That, that, yeah. That's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. Well, it's actually ancient Pangea, as yeah. it turns out. Like, well, it right, right, right. It right, wasn't exactly. Israel yet, yeah.
0: What did you think about? Uh, there's a there's a mixture in this movie between what seems to me the Abrahamic story of killing your your child and the Noah story. Do you mm-hmm. think that that was just shit, or do you think that that added any kind of extra dimension to this?
2: Nothing. Nothing. Pushes I think pushed the plot couldn't... along like you know infanticide, so.
0: murdering your own children, <laughs> your own right grandchildren. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, the
5: whole, like, third act of this movie is him walking around the Ark brooding and going, like, ooh, I'm going to kill them babies. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> that's, look, that's what he said. That's it where too, we were. Awesome. And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun here going all the yeah. way to the finale scene. So, you know, again, spoiler alert, Hermione has twin girls, and she's on top of the Ark. Because if you're going to hide in a giant guy, goddamn Ark, sure, that's go the place right to hide. It's right on yeah. top. where yeah. Nobody can possibly miss you. <laughs> and Noah comes out <laughs> of the fucking arc, and he sees her up there, and he's walking over, and she's like, oh, don't kill the babies. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill the babies. don't kill the babies. Oh, I'm going to kill the babies. And he gets to the fucking babies, and she's holding these twins. Now, keep in mind, we're standing on top of a muddy box arc with Mount Everest deep water, 360 degrees. I haven't put a lot of thought into baby murder in my life, but I'm thinking... You just chuck them over the side, or maybe you yeah. skip one, see how far it goes. Whatever. But They're no. buoyant,
2: though. They're fucking but buoyant. No. It's a saltwater situation. Well, apparently he
5: knew that because he figured he had to poke some holes in them first. So Noah takes out his giant goddamn crocodile Dundee <laughs> knife and holds it over the baby's head, like he's gonna stab it
2: in the face. God, say nothing, and I'm gonna do this. Say nothing, and I'll do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was fighting. You know, it's fucking funny around, you say that man. because my first th- thought when he had that knife, he's going to stab the baby in the face. I'm like, you're going to hit Hermione. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's, there's no way. He's Use no like a sawhorse
2: or something. Like, have her
1: move her hands out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't you know cut away from yourself, stupid? Like <laughs> and he's got this look, this oh, I can't quite stab the baby in the
5: face look on his his fucking face. <laughs> and he, like and but I guess then we're supposed to like him because you know, we haven't brought up the antagonist in this movie because he's just not God. worth mentioning, except to say were we supposed to not like this guy o- other than the fact that the acting was horrible and the guy kind of, you know, brooded through every line or whatever. But here's a complete list of everything the antagonist does in this movie. He kills the guy that's about to kill Noah's son. He tries to save as many as many humans as possible on the big empty ark. He tries to kill Noah who's about to murder babies. <laughs> he eats meat. He- Fucking fires off some fireworks and cusses at God. What's not to like about
2: this guy? Can, can <laughs> we get can, can we get a righteous trampling in there? We need we need a righteous trampling to really characterize this guy. Let's.
0: <laughs> hey, you forgot one thing though. No, he lumberjack chopped his fucking way into the ark, <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> and that's badass. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> With a little hand axe, no
5: less, I while know. the fucking that's storm fucking is going. Awesome. Yes, that yeah, was. Like giant was quite, waves, quite like a crash
1: count. at the ark, and somehow he's able to like not only chop his way in, but chop his way in in a way that does not allow the fucking arc to flood. Right, right. Like, you made a man-sized right. <laughs>
2: hole in my boat, yeah. dude. He just like, Cape Fears himself on, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and they, they, admittedly, they had some surplus mud on there right. somewhere, so they just fucking spackled that shit and right back must
5: up. You And also, th- while when we're talking about just unnecessarily weird shit in this movie, because I thought, like, the closest this movie ever came to having a good scene was right after that, you know, after... Tubal Cain hacks his way in and everything, and they're in the ark, and you can hear all the people. They're on the top of Methuselah's mountain, like screaming, and and they're, and everybody's going, "No, can we at least throw out some like ropes or something?" And he's like, "No, fuck them," and he starts telling the story of Genesis one, and they've got like the Science Channel footage going behind it, as if to demonstrate just how wrong they got it. And like I said, I thought that scene I thought was getting really good because I, I think that's a very poetic passage from the Bible, probably the best passage in the Bible that I've come across so far. And the, the 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 footage was really cool, but they had to go and ruin it with the bioluminescent Adam and Eve.
1: So oh yeah, weird. they were awesome looking, weren't they? <laughs> like, it was <laughs> so, so weird. It, and then this, Why? And then the snake like sheds its skin, I don't so know. it's like, I'm a snake. No, fuck it, I'm a scarier snake. And you're like, great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Wait. laughs> and was that right. was but that you know what, apple I think moving around? Would you pick a moving around
2: apple off of a tree? <laughs> no I'm kidding, kidding right? It's pulsating like um, alien, and you're gonna take Jesus. take that thing.
1: Right, you're like, oh well, man, I'll I have think a I... mango or the heartbeat pulse out Yeah, the heartbeat pulse apple. What am I in the mood what world world? That God told me not to eat? It'll it'll make me
5: stop glowing. And I think I figured that out on the second viewing. Uh, believe it or not, yes, I fucking saw this twice. I saw it once in the theaters and then again yesterday. Um, oh I, Jesus! I think what it was is that this was like a it was like an Academy Award attempt to like garner some favor by actually casting the Oscar statuette in a role. <laughs> As <laughs> it obviously didn't work, but.
0: Uh... I, I have to admit that I thought some of this movie looked pretty cool. Now, I won't say that the, that the rock things look cool, although I will say that one of those rock things is a better goalie than the U.S. goalie. <laughs> oh, than come the on. The he was amazing. Top.
2: Yeah. He was amazing.
0: Wait a minute.
5: Like, that's the only guy that we had that was worth a he's shit. He was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how many people
0: he stopped were going in the arc? All those stragglers <laughs> that were coming through. He's just like, get out of here,
2: bitches. Batting away Guatemalan
1: kids at the border.
2: No problem.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like a minute man. It just is you awesome. You know, actually, hold on a second, because I do have a question. When When the rock monsters first showed up, like, and they were going to repel the invaders, and they were all joined together with metal chains. <laughs> And then right. none of them used the chains for anything. Anything, no. Why were they, j- and then later they just weren't joined together with metal chains. No. I didn't understand that scene at all. Like, they're like, we've got metal chains. I'm like, this is going to be so badass. They are going to clothesline some motherfuckers. And then they're just like, now nah, it is fucking hell. My happened. wife nope. set up all these chains. We're, we're using the chains. Put the chains on the rock monster. It's going to snow. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look nice up there. I got a little throw chain. You're not going out until you put the chains on the rock monster.
0: <laughs> the rest of the movie, though, there's 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 one or two scenes I thought that looked kind of cool, but I I mean I can't imagine like giving the movie any props for one or two scenes. <laughs> under right, because they had to put and something on minutes. the fucking
5: preview. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, I thought that the uh, the whole world hurricane from this from space looked cool. I thought that was neat when they yeah. sort of zoomed out and there's this big sort of crazy hurricane that's that's sort of flooding the world. I also thought, you know, some of the CG was okay. Some of it looked terrible though. So some bad. of the CG looked really bad, like really um not well done. Right. Especially the part where they're like walking across the desert with the big rock transformer oh, thing yeah. and they're like walking down and you could clearly see that there's a green screen. <laughs> <I know. in laughs>
1: it's like, so bad. It looks so flat. Well
5: You're like yeah. flattest-looking thing. I was gonna say if you want to give somebody an idea of it, think um Mickey Mouse talking to the conductor in Fantasia. That's about the quality of
2: scene that we're seeing. Is that too obscure?
5: Nobody remembers like, that one? Yeah, the, yeah. the
2: Rockbiter guy from NeverEnding Story with <laughs> 80s graphics. Who is was that good. Yeah. Right,
5: right. Stone Age ATSD. <laughs> but, but, they, but they were also, like, even when you, they didn't need to CGI stuff, there was bad CGI. Like, at the beginning when, when Noah's dad gets killed and he goes running through the field, the kid running through the field is CGI'd.
1: And it's poorly well, cgi Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Fields don't just fucking pay for themselves, Noah. As, 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 Jesus. Judah, as Judah demonstrated, yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you guys think about this? There's some underlying messages in this movie that clearly I think the Christians probably would not like. Um, one of them, I think, and this is something that Tom and I run into our, on our show all the time, and it's sort of the um, it's our world and we'll rape it if we want to sort of feeling mm-hmm. of the Christian right. They clearly, I think, had a different story going in here um and then you know they weren't eating meat they were like all vegans i guess like, right. like surviving on fucking lichen i not they were berries, eating berries like, are
2: a big deal I mean,
0: I yeah like like yes. yeah like all berry he found a fucking anthony Hopkins, right berry, in the fly forest. thanks god <laughs> yeah yeah but but clearly there's a there's a you know there's also like this i guess vegan mm-hmm. angle to the movie too um so i think that you know we may be mad with it because it sucks, but uh, the Christians probably are mad at it because it sort of turns a lot of their worldviews up on their head.
5: Well, and it's completely antipodal to what's actually, you know, what, what is the source material, because if if you look at the final chapter of—or the final passages in the story of Noah, um, and, and I believe that's in chapter 9 of Genesis, it, it's—God he God gives them this whole, go kill everything and make sure they're afraid of you and eat stuff and, 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 and murder animals— You know, and 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 not only that, but murder animals for God. Like the first thing Noah does in the Bible when he gets off the ark is is grab a couple of them birds and hack them up and set them on fire so that God can
0: like smell the burning
1: birds he likes to smell.
0: Yeah, he loves it. He he fucking slaughtered some animals, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: well, it's it's funny because that guy does say he's like he's you know he he says out loud. He's in the movie. It's like. Yeah, we're fucking, we're men and we're supposed to fucking have dominion. And he's like, right. He's the one who's like, yeah, look, God put us here and he fucking cursed us. He made us in his image, fucking ignored us, doesn't answer any of our pleas. Like, what do you fucking want from me? Like, that guy is the most rational person in the whole movie. Right. He's certainly a million times more rational than fucking Ham the Beer Refreshing, who like, runs around, like you said, like, finding girls to go out with in fucking mass graves. He doesn't make any—and then deciding he's going to, like, harbor a fucking murderer in the boat. Like, you got a boat with fucking five people on it. You're like— we could really do with more murders. <laughs> I love the, I love that that guy
0: fucking so consumes way. like the final unicorn too. Know, like right? while he's <laughs> boat. He,
1: he's, he's not like even His cab <laughs> looks so He's like, dude, <laughs> <we> fucking <laughs> settle down on eating the beasts. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> we <laughs> needed that pegasus, bro. What the fuck? And, he, and that's when the guy goes through with the dominion speech. He's like, hey, fucking animals are here to be eaten. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking eat them. Right. <laughs> It's like everything is sushi in that movie too. like right? every animal is fucking sushi. <laughs> you know there's also one thing I, I I thought was crazy too and I know I talked about this before, but it just it just strikes me as so absurd is like in order for me to believe this movie, like all of like all of that everyone who's not Noah's family is fucking consummately evil because if they're not, then it doesn't make any sense for a just God to wipe out all men, women, children, babies, puppies, kittens, everything they all die. They die because they're evil, right? And they said that in the beginning, like, they're all fucking evil. But the two women, the two women that they run across seem fine. And then the only other time women pop up, they're used as fucking, like, chattel to bargain with. Like, they're like, I got girls, you got food? And they're like, yeah, I got food. It's like fucking 50% of the population is just like, it's like, and the world was evil. And then, like, there's like a pause. Well, mostly just the guys, but the women... The, the women actually seem fine, but we're going to kill all of them kill anyway. All anyway. the babies. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we're supposed to be worried about the fate of two babies. Right. Like, fucking, how many babies just drowned? Exactly. I'm, I'm not going through this with a fine tooth comb. I'm not fucking God. Just... <laughs> hey, kill them all. Let me sort them
5: out. Wait, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Oh, shit. You, you mentioned the part where they're like trading women for meat or whatever. That, just to give you an idea how bad the dialogue was in this movie, when, when, Noah's wandering around in this city of horrible evil or whatever. The whole time, you hear a woman in the background yelling, "Please don't take my baby!" Like, really? Like you wrote that fucking shit down? Like, <laughs> it just it does, does it just say cliche evil line in background? When you look at the yeah, they
2: improv
1: that Held shit. Help, help! Yeah. I'm being <laughs> <your best. laughs>
5: it's,
1: it's like somebody just like walks up to the camera and just says. Cue maniacal laugh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Ha, ha, ha. ha
5: well, ha, I did expect ha. the guy who killed uh, Noah's dad at the beginning to turn around and yell, disappointed! But he yeah. didn't. <laughs> so.
0: in, in classic fashion, we are going to rate this movie 1 to 5. Uh, you can go as low as 0 uh, on this movie. 0 to 5, 0 being the worst. Um, you guys are our guests. Heath, what do you rate this movie?
2: <laughs> um... I was, uh, I was gonna give him a one, but you know they never did the thing with Jennifer Connelly. Right? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um,
5: you know what? I'm gonna. God, I love Aronofsky, and there were, there were these brief, tiny little moments of brilliance on it. So can I, can I, can I give decimals? Can I give like a one point? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, we're gonna go up. about one point five then.
1: Okay, Tom. Yeah, man, I got to go with a fucking zero. This movie <laughs> was fucking retarded. Zeroed it's so up. bad. No, no part, at no point was I interested or entertained. So, uh, yeah.
0: fuck so it's like our podcast then.
1: Yeah, it's worse. <laughs> okay. All right, no. fair <laughs>
0: enough. All right, okay, so I'm going to give it a .25. I think there were some moments that were pretty, but for the most part, it's pretty fucking painful. <laughs> Avoid Noah, uh, Russell Crowe, um, and all crew, because it's not fun to watch. guys. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, If people were going to find your podcast, where would they go?
5: I would suggest scathingatheist.com. That's probably your best bet.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for joining us, guys.
1: Thanks for being on. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So to thank
0: uh, the Scathing Atheist hosts Heath Enright and No Illusions for joining us today. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Scathing Atheist podcast it's a great show. Those guys are really funny. They have another co-host uh, Lucinda who comes on. Uh, they do funny poems and and great news items and then they uh, they they interview people like us. We're actually going to be on their show coming up. So, uh, so if you haven't checked out their show, you really should. It's a great show and they put a lot of work into it. Um, probably the hardest working guys in podcasting uh, for the Atheist uh, for the atheist um, podcasting sector, they just put a ton of work into their show every week, and it's worth a listen. So go go take a look. We'll, you'll find the uh, you'll find the link to their show uh, on this episode, episode one seventy.
1: I hear good things about that working hard stuff, but I'm not going to try it.
0: So uh, so that wraps it up for this week, and we will leave you as always with the skeptics creed.
1: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit.